0: That's stamps.com. Code program.
1: Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Howell and Jamie are here, and this week was brought to you by another podcast, Chicken and Beer, because our algorithm department, no, our internet department, Adam, has appeared on another podcast talking football, Uh, Chicken and Beer, so you should check that out. Ah, welcome. This week we're going to be talking about Treme. We're going down to Nola.
2: No, hang on a minute.
1: Down to Nola, which is what the locals call New, called New Orleans. New that Orleans, just
2: sounds like they've they've just got so lazy about saying New Orleans that they've just gone, no.
1: If you had been to New Orleans or to the south, southern states of America in the middle of summer, you would know why words are abbreviated. So, mm. He really does. There's, some people call it Norlands. Norlands. That's kind of how they say it properly. Orleans, And then Nola is something that they... I, I'm not sure if that is a Southern thing. Mel, if she was here, could, could uh, tell us. But... Um, Damn it! New Orleans, a very, very hot, very humid place with a great uh, atmosphere and we're gonna be talking about a box set this week that came out of that and see whether or not it's worth uh watching treme. We will get to it. Um this week I've been watching more of my um, box set of the West Wing, getting back onto that.
2: <laughs> really, Howell. Really Jamie. What are you what are you what series are you on series 5 is it I've actually
1: started on uh, about series 7 You know what actually I love series 7
2: A lot of people say it's one of the weakest ones but I really love Do You know what it's the, the campaign. Weak,
1: it's the weakest one when you first watch it because you're uh, you've left the Bartlett administration you've left Martin Sheen mm. in the White House and he still appears there's still stuff but you get less of it and by that point all you want is for those characters to be there and it, it's flawed in that sense In a way, what the TV series did was move on to this other world, to the future, to the next president... And um, that it makes sense if what you're going to do is then do another series and start with the next administration. But they don't, mm. so you have to kind of see this slow death of your characters gradually appear less oh, and Oh,
2: you know, nothing made me sadder as well. They destroyed Toby as a character. Well, in the don't it, give anything away. I'm not going to say anymore. But Toby as a character got <laughs> absolutely can... destroyed. I'm not sure
1: if I agree with decisions they made around him, but watching it again. Both of those things aren't as much of a problem, and I think you're right, the last series is really good. If you've not watched The West Wing, seriously, I'm on about the fifth time round now, and I'm about to start it again. What a TV series. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I've been watching. Yeah,
2: what... The Americans, Howell. Have you heard of this? No. I might have mentioned it. I think Ben might have as well. It's about Soviet spies living in America mm. during uh, the the sort of the reasonable decline of communism, 1982 onwards. Right. And it's it's brilliant. Like it's it's one of those that when you start it, it's not one of those that makes you go, "I oh, want, I need to watch the next episode." But I really I really enjoyed it, and I will watch it again. But I'm not compelled to keep watching in a binge format. But um, we're we're up to like season three or four now, and it's just it's just fantastic, and it's just it's it's there's no there's no shebang spy. Where can I watch there's, this? You can watch this on Amazon, Howell. It is available on Amazon. Oh.
1: Do you know what I did this week? I bought Amazon Prime. Yeah. For seventy quid. Really? I, I Se- it was, seventy I thought, quid. I thought it was a free trial, and then suddenly I find oh. myself paying seventy quid. And you know what I did today? What? Canceled the membership, got 70 quid back. Oh, really? You can get it back that quick? I watched the first episode of Transparent, which we will come to another week, maybe next week. Definitely um, should do. And, uh, and then I ditched it. I just thought, oh, for God's sake. It's, uh, it's not as fun to use as my um, Apple TV with Netflix on. If they can put Amazon on Apple TV, and that is the version of Apple TV, I've got them great the chart this week compiled by our algorithm department ben yes this is, a, this is a chart of the top 10 box sets in the world this week um and uh, that counts for illegal and legal charts at so number 10 I think,
2: I think before we even start i, I want to reiterate this yeah. is the only yeah. worldwide yeah. tv box set chart yeah in existence yeah. this is this is a big this is kind of a big deal yeah. and you should you should take note how carry on number 10 number 10 it's friends
1: yeah oh, it's just high. a joke Come on. <laughs> uh, well number 9 is grace and frankie which is on netflix and it's the uh, it's really second season's on there now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. At number eight, Fear the Walking Dead. At number seven, Downton. It's dropping. <sighs> Thank God. It's still God. in there, but it's dropping. At number six is Castle. And at number five is Peter Kay's Car Share. Uh, mm. He's jumped back in there. At number that's, four, probably to
2: do with, that's probably to do with the BAFTAs.
1: Ah, yes. At number four, Shows by Victoria Wood. Dominated all download and retail charts in both UK and some in US, apparently. Wow. Wow. Three peaky frickin' blinders. Uh, number two, the night manager, and at number one, of course, Game of Thrones. And I thought the episode oh, this week was really stunning.
2: Good. Stunning yeah. episode, wasn't it? Just it was just yeah. when it's at its best, yeah. it's just epic yeah. movie TV. And it's and I think that they've really now that they're not sort of constrained by George Martin's books, yeah. they are kind of enjoying that liberation. Taking these characters and having a bit more fun with them. Well, last week the... we
1: said it was boring as shit, and then this week it's yeah, it's like they did they did it. They got rid of all the sort of thinking last week, and this week it was like Indiana Jones. It was
2: great. Can I recommend as well if you're watching Game of Thrones, I don't know if you've watched this or you've got to watch the funny or die Gay of Thrones recap of each episode. Have you okay. heard of Gay of Thrones? I will... No, but we should put it up on the website. That'd be good I idea. will pop it up on the website. It's basically it's really funny. It's this guy who's a he's a hairdresser and he's recapping last night's episode with the person who's hair he's cutting. Right. And they've done every series, but it's it gets better and better and it's really a funny really? he's got really funny nicknames for all the characters. Characters. My mum and dad uh, you, have been catching
1: go. up on Game of Thrones. Uh, they they get it from the library, from their <laughs> local library, and there's a there's a waiting list, so they wait for oh, weeks for the next series of Game of Thrones. But it reminded oh. <laughs> it reminded me of something. um I just love that all the pensioners in Chorley are queuing up for the <laughs> library copy of Game of Thrones. What are they expecting? And what do they get? Um, it reminded me if you haven't got on the Game of Thrones bandwagon if you've come late to it like I did you imagine that because it's been going on so long it's going to take you forever to catch up but actually there's not loads of episodes mm. every series no not at all you'll get through it quite quickly and realise that actually it's not that far it's not that yeah. far gone
2: I think people uh, assume that a series means like 24 episodes to, to bang through but that yeah. very rarely is the case especially with drama yeah. um, And most you're going to get 13 in a series yeah, yeah, exactly. Um,
1: ben also says, "Howell, by my count, you've spent hundreds on West Wing and Walking Dead on iTunes and Apple TV. The five ninety nine a month subscription to the Now TV app on your Apple TV would have given you all of this." Just saying. Um, oh. Yeah, it's probably true. Probably true that.
2: But... but where's the impulsive, you where's know, the, yeah. spending issues that yeah. you you love?
1: Yeah. In fact, let's welcome Ben to the podcast now. Hi, Ben hello uh-huh. uh, thanks for joining us I'm just answering your question about the uh, Now TV um, subscription well uh, the reason I bought the West Wing was because I feel like I have to own it And but, now you, TV, but you do own it well, no they could just get rid of it in Netflix they changed the distributors and no I mean use... you, own, you own it you've you got it all uh, on yeah, DVD on yeah. your yeah. shelf
3: and then you, you could just you could have yeah. streamed it and you'd still own it
1: well, y- y- it just, mm. yeah, well no. it's a miracle
3: you've got a mortgage, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Not for long. Not for long. Let's also welcome tonight, uh, today, Adam, uh, to the podcast, the internet department. We've got the algorithm department and the internet department together. Beautiful. Hi, Adam.
4: They said it couldn't happen, and it did. Now, the,
3: the dream's are reality. Mostly, they said we were the same person.
1: Yeah, but they're not. Look at that. We've got the dream team. We've got the most exciting couple of people that we could get tonight on the podcast. We don't need anybody else when we've got these two. That's a fact.
4: Oh yeah. See. Um,
1: See that, Jamie? What's happening in the news? Let's uh, let's rattle through the news and then and then crack on.
2: Very quickly, uh, if you go to the slash news, uh, uh, the latest bit is, of course, The Good Wife finished uh, season seven uh, as finally the show is totally finished. That was the last ever um, episode. And Howell,
1: no, not on British yeah?
2: TV. No, in America this is Howell. Right. Um, so we're still waiting to see it over here. Yeah. Um, and already they've announced there's going to be a spin-off show from the oh, gold wife. Now, I want off. you to guess. I want you to guess which character <laughs> from the good to the wife. cheery, the cheery
1: ensemble we've got. I I mean, I mean isn't it <laughs> the the
3: energy we could muster is astounding? isn't it?
1: Uh, <laughs> they could slow a thousand horses.
4: <laughs> uh, right. Is it a prequel with Eli's backstory when he ran
2: an ice cream parlour?
1: No, it isn't. I think it's a spin off where Diane and uh, the other female lawyers set up together.
2: You bloody well, it is Diane. You're right about Diane, that's for sure. They're going to do a Diane Lockhart spin off show for some reason. I have no idea why. This is the best thing in it. She's not the best thing in it. How Eli was the best thing in it. No, he isn't. Eli's just
1: the best thing in it because you know how camp Alan Cummings actually is. And you spend the whole thing going, my God, look at how he's playing this. (laughs) <laughs> really really trying not to break into song every five watching, minutes
4: watching his face shake as he yeah. tries to stay like yeah. really serious Try to contain it is the best thing on that show <laughs> uh,
1: go on what else I'll tell you some news have you put this up about the Muppets being cancelled
2: I was going no! Howell it's very Whoa! sad yeah I had yeah. heard that it has been cancelled one season didn't do as well as they'd hoped and oh. the format wasn't all that successful with some people but how will take over how did you feel? I believe that this was the right decision. Oh! Um, the, the Muppets is
1: as, is at its best when it is. Um, yeah, you know, the films are great. They've not cancelled the films. They've just cancelled the TV series. The they Muppets... had a
3: they had a like uh, a showrunner change halfway through, didn't they? To try Did and change they? the yeah, they halfway through the season they they canned the showrunner and replaced him with well, someone at, with somebody uh,
1: good. I couldn't, and, uh, I couldn't tell you that I've noticed because I've only watched two episodes of it. And I, I think the problem the, the problem for me was, when which we mentioned, I think, with Andrew James Fooner, but the problem for me was it, it was written by, I think, by some people who did a bit of Modern Family, and it's very much from that ilk. And that humour's very good, but it's very hey, hang cynical.
4: Oh, hang on, how what? You've only watched two episodes. You are not entitled to an opinion. Yeah, this is true. I know. I know. <inaudible>
1: Look, the thing is. Hang on a minute. I know. I know the characters backwards.
2: Oh, uh- I feel like on
1: this this one exception, the the the, the sanctifying thing about the Muppets was always that their their comedy was. Always positive, and it was always traditional, and they managed to keep that with the films mostly. Ricky Gervais brought an edge of cynicism, which which meant that that film didn't quite work, I think. And this show, they've done they've done the um, the same as the same humour as is very popular with Modern Family and um, Big Bang Theory and stuff. Uh, it's very much about people being bitchy about each other. The Muppets being bitchy about each
3: well, other. Well, with your two yeah. episode. um mm. With your two episode insight there, mm. that yeah, you are right. And it, but it was the guy that uh, he was the writer for The Simpsons and Third Rock from the Sun and uh, all that kind of stuff. Right. Who and he Took he COVID. very much
1: brought it back and shaped it. Ah, what but, a shame! But we'd all left. We'd all jumped ship by that point. But
3: everybody had no, no. And then it was then uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hate this. Christian Newman. Uh, took it over, and you know Kristen Newman. Why do you know Kristen Newman? Because she you? was the showrunner for Chuck. Oh. Then took it over for right. the second half of the series. Right. But by then, it's this is the problem. Is it, this is this is a problem with like Netflix and so everything else? Held. Is that we need to we need to like judge everything within a first series. We don't allow it a series to breathe. Um, and and you don't allow it time to progress because we've got to, we've got to have it all binge
1: watch it and then we decide whether that. we want it I can no, under- hang on. But hang I, c- on. I can understand that the argument muppets. on something experimental and new but the muppets have they they've done about 15 you know series they've, they they Well no they've not yet. they've
3: not been on telly for 40 30 40 years
1: Yeah they have they did a they they came back and did the muppet show about 15 years ago they brought it back. They brought back the traditional Muppet Show. Did they? Yep. Was that just Did it a UK work? Thing? Yeah, it was great. Uh,
4: obviously, was... it didn't make it to a second series. But it was, was that great. just a UK thing though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like the full. But they were like the the full full been showing
1: the the clips of Prince on on the Muppets and all sorts recently. And the reason that the artists like Prince, who wouldn't go on anything, went on the Muppets was because they recognised, you know, really good. Uh, artistic uh, quality things across the board, and I don't think Prince would have gone on the show in the version that it was on, that it was in now.
4: They had some pretty high-profile guests. They had J- uh, Dave Grohl and Jack White and people like that who were happy to go on it. Yeah, of. but
1: they've been in all the Muppet films already and stuff. I'm talking about the, the, there's this set, there's this set clan of cheerleaders like me who would who would love the Muppets. But I have to say that I don't think this script stood up. I just, I just think it was too. But you only saw two yeah. episodes. Yeah. You
3: do You didn't see it before. Yeah. The producer of Chuck took over. Yeah, yeah And, and right. can you imagine how Isn't that what you wanted? Oh, Wouldn't you have the said, Muppets like, "Oh, Muppets"? Oh, met Muppets Chuck and you yeah, didn't Muppet. even watch a fourth episode. The Muppets isn't going very well yeah, now. The yeah. the guys from Chuck have come in and they or the lady from Chuck has come in and taken over
1: and. And you know, we're not gonna give You're it absolutely a chance. Right, she only she only got six episodes. You're absolutely right. And I think that that's possibly you might have unearthed why I've got a thing about Chuck as well, because that humour isn't very cynical either. It's it's very um
3: it's very and, maybe that, that, and that will be
1: probably why they brought her in. Yeah. But yeah. But hmm. right, I'll go back to it, I promise. Adam, I cut you off like twice in the middle of that. Were you gonna say something?
4: It was, uh, no, my no. moment of outrage is gone. Sorry. It was just the fact that your two favourite things in the world collided and you hated it. it. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see. Or rather, you didn't even give it a proper chance, I by will. the rules oh. of this podcast. Yeah, we'll go back, we'll go back. And now it's dead. Um, because uh, you didn't love
2: it.
1: Any remaining news, Jamie, that we should do? Uh...
2: Well, will just link to Treme very quickly, and uh, at the algorithm department brought this to our attention, that Wendell Pierce, who is in Treme, who plays Bunk in The Wire... He got arrested recently for having a sort of a, a tussle with a woman uh, over a political argument about Bernie Sanders. And uh, he slapped a lady. He slapped he, a socialist lady. He wow. was arrested and charged with simple battery, which sounds <laughs> a little battery. bit. That's <laughs> a little bit like they're playing it down a bit, yeah. It's just a simple battery. But in a, in a, in a, on Twitter, he's taken to Twitter Wendell Pierce. And he said that although what has been reported far differs in uh, important respects from what actually occurred, uh, it, it is true that something escalated after a political discussion, and he's not happy about it either. He regrets what happened. So oh, apparently, he tried to, he, he, they tried to go back in the hotel. They were, they tried to go back in their room. These these other people, and he he stopped them from closing their room door. <laughs> <laughs> ripped it open and then started having more of a, a tussle with them and well that's so.
1: that's not, funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's not that funny
1: right i'm gonna i'm gonna move on we've got an e. we've had two emails from
2: chris allen do you remember chris allen jamie Um, I think I read one of them, and it was the guy who wasn't happy with our shoddy professionalism.
1: Highly abusive um, feedback in the past from Chris Allen. Yeah, I remember. He sent some very nice comments, so thank you, Chris. Uh, Well, I say he sent some nice comments. He sent some some more nasty comments about me and you, Jamie, but he seems to think (laughs) that now that there's other people on the podcast, he can get beyond his problems with us. So that's nice. But also, he then then emailed again when he listened to last week's podcast, and he has a thanks to Jamie. What? Um, I'm so glad you started talking about Man Seeking Woman. I thought I was the only person who'd seen this. And I'm greatly indebted to Jamie for highlighting that there's a second season which I'm currently eating up. So he's indebted to you. How would you like him to repay you?
2: I'd like him to cook me a a meal. Wow. Um... You could have
1: asked him to stop calling us... That would have been.
2: Right. <laughs> wow, well, I'd like. No, to but he was always so angry about me cooking during the pod. So he always cooked me a meal and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just posted to me in a jiffy bag. He also
1: says Marsha mentioned another odd comedy, Last Man on Earth. Now we've mentioned this before, haven't we?
2: Yes, we have. Um, I've watched uh, a lot of that as well. Yeah, I really the first
1: like it. of that. Yeah, we're all yeah. fans of that. But he found it hard to stick with. And that brings us also. You know-
2: can I just say, I, yeah. I kind of agree with You know, it's annoying, like, um, he has such abusive opinions about us, but I agree yeah. with him on so many things. I begin to think he might be right about a lot of his opinions, because, like, yeah, yeah, Last Man on Earth has gone a little bit. He's tailed off the second series. I do agree with him.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I ran out of steam with that myself as well. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um Badlands, he fell into
1: recently. He enjoyed that post-apocalyptic steampunk kung fu westerns. Uh, If you like those, then you'll love this, he says. And um, you have Treme coming up, he says. That is what we are about to talk about. He came to it via the wire. He watched a season and a half. He got fed up. It didn't grip him. Uh, He thought it was a bit self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. So I've watched the first episode of Treme. I want to take you uh, back to last uh, two summers ago I'm in the back of a taxi and I'm being driven from the French Quarter of New Orleans to the bad part of town that you're absolutely not supposed to go to if you're a tourist and uh, the taxi driver is telling my then fiancé and I um, uh, about living in New Orleans and I made a joke about uh, of course uh, they blew the levees didn't they conspiracy theories and he said there's no conspiracy they blew the levees. He believed 100% that the American government blew the levees next to the poorer part of town in order to not flood the French Quarter, which is the old and very uh, lucrative tourist destination. Um, and that is kind of the basis for Treme, as I can see it. You've got uh, John Goodman playing a bit of a, a, a end-of-the-world type character. Or yeah, because he theorist. kind of
2: shoots that theory down, doesn't he, in Does the he? first episode go yeah, down yeah I, I watched the, I've only watched the first episode and um, he has he's interviewed by an English reporter and they talk about the levees being broken yeah and bringing up the idea that it was a conspiracy of some kind he says no it was just that the levees were poorly made poorly engineered back in the early what 1920s or 30s when they were made and it was just the engineers who made them
1: ah okay I've remembered that, what he said wrong. Um, okay, fine, but it's definitely. <laughs> uh...
3: I sat. I sat through an an eight hour documentary by Spike Lee about this.
1: Wow, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> wow, um, and and then uh, that night after we we went into this amazing place, it looks like a uh, looks like a a, a newsagent's, and uh, you walk out the back and there's actually this whole garden lit up with lights and fairy lights, and you pick a bottle of wine and you pick some cheese out of a fridge and they serve it to you and it's phenomenal. Um, and it's a place like that. It's a real, um, it's a place that's very simple and it's very soulful. And well, went back to the hotel and from my balcony, I could hear my boo 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 ju, which is one of the songs in Treme. And uh, I think that I love the first episode of Treme because it really does capture the, the feeling of being there. That That is what it feels like to be in New Orleans, definitely. My question is, am I interested enough in the story to continue it? Is And at the moment, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going in the direction that Chris Allen mentions of enjoying the music, but it's not enough to sustain it.
3: Did you listen to uh, last week, David, or the week before, David Simon was on, and we should probably explain who makes Treme. Yeah, um, the same but, makers as The Wire, including David Simon. Um, so. Yeah, David Simon, who, and did you hear him? He was on Mark Maron's podcast talking nope. about... Yeah. He was talking about the wire and talking about Treme and stuff, right? Um, and he was talking about that, about about it being experiential, just to to for you to ex- experience a city in that way um, yeah. that you're talking about, and that being yeah. his aim.
1: Well, that's my that's what I get from it. That's why I want to carry on watching, really. I like. Yeah my brain is telling me that I should be seeking interest in the plot and stuff but actually if you've I wonder if it's different when you have been there I have been there and as a result I want to go back I want to live there and this allows me the chance to do that in a way that Lily Hammer doesn't quite you know <laughs> Lily Hammer kind of does that a bit in the opening credits but it doesn't really capture the the spirit because it's a sort of comedy but I think not many things really do capture the atmosphere of the place and this kind of does Adam you've you've watched a lot of it haven't you
4: yeah, I'm, I'm through a lot of it now, uh, and I can totally see uh, kind of both sides of it. In that podcast, David Simon said he, he made a conscious effort for the music to be a character.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, and that's, I think that kind of sums that up. You know, it's it's, it's such a huge part of it. It's the best music show on TV. You're you a music snob damn. as well, aren't you? You're a yeah, music yeah. snob, so, yeah, so I, was
3: exp- I wanted to know what you thought about this. Oh, I love it, yeah. There's... The absence of story in place of good music.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is, um, you know, not to put you off, L, but, it, you know, it, it makes The Wire look pretty narrative-driven. You know, it it's pretty rambling. Yeah, there's the plot lines around, like, um, John Goodman sort of... Um, railing against the system and his uh, wife, who's a lawyer, who starts investigating the mur- sorry, the death of a guy in police custody just during the floods and what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it brings in the school systems and it brings in the culture of the musicians who live in the area. And it is a totally redemptive, spiritual sort of piece, but it is very slow if you're just looking for plots to keep pushing you forward. No, like you not will get about that. I
1: mean I mean get, Walking Dead.
4: Yeah. You will get a minute of some like two characters talking about progressing a plot about a certain investigation and how that's going. Then you'll cut to four minutes in a jazz club where maybe one character who you've seen who plays a certain instrument is just gigging. Yeah. And then that will snap back to a third different Conversation the next day and then you'd be back in another venue and then on the street for a parade the next day and it's just the rhythm of it is totally unpredictable if you want to just if you were someone like uh, I was thinking about Marsha the other day when she was saying she wants to pause everything and ask why has somebody said that who's going on with that yeah. you would go she's, mental
1: she's got plenty you of would, time
4: yeah you would go absolutely crazy if you need to know why everything's happened oh, okay. <clears throat> you kind of need to let it to let it wash over you I get why people uh, my, my wife fell out of love with it after about two seasons she kind of couldn't do it.
1: it have you stopped as well?
4: But, no I, uh, I picked it back up uh, quite recently just to do the last again it's one where it's three seasons then the last season is only five episodes right because uh, I'm a binger we, we were recording it when it was on we'd missed one episode but didn't record properly and then that just ruined all that momentum for mm. me and um, but, yeah, How have much have you watched,
2: watch, Jamie? Yeah, I've watched uh, the first episode, so um, yeah, I, I watched it last night, so it was the first time I'd seen it as well, and you know, similar thoughts really, but I just felt that like, David Simon's work is probably he's, his, he's the harder it's the hardest thing to get into but it's always yeah. the most rewarding or at least it can yeah. be one of the most rewarding shows to get into, whenever you get into his stuff uh, and that's why like watching the first episode i try not to judge it too much but from what you're saying there is very little like the plots i did get are very very sort of like subtle and not particularly uh dramatic in any way in this stage and like, there is the plot about the missing son of one of the the residents that the lawyer's try and it's a great cast as well mm. it's yeah it's cast. an
4: amazing cast yeah, yeah. This, uh, the, what was the plots more?
2: on sorry it? i
4: was just go, go on, on go on go on I was going to say it's it's not the plots that will draw you in, but it is the characters. Okay, right. What
1: was his um, his war one? Generation X was it? Generation, uh, Generation Kill. Kill. Generation yeah. Kill. Um, I really enjoyed that, and that was experiential as well. I think if you, you well, yeah,
2: you but there was like there was there wasn't there was an inevitable drama in the fact that they were in a war as well, wasn't there? I suppose yeah. this, is, this is they're in a crisis of, of a different kind in this. Like they're trying to rebuild the the community. Yeah, but, but yeah
4: think, it's, it's interesting to see something that uh, the whole concept of it is that it's after a crisis. Yeah, this is yeah. not the drama. This is. I've the never been like
1: I, I, I enjoy travelling and I like going to different cities, but I've never been to a city that is so distinctively, um, so distinctive that, as New Orleans. We we have. Hey, the, how uh,
4: have you been to New Orleans? Why um, don't you tell us about that? <laughs>
1: We had the uh, we bought the soundtrack and we were listening to it. We drove all the way around from Florida and we had the soundtrack while we were listening. And you get there and we get off the motorway and turn the soundtrack off and open the window and the songs are playing outside. And the point is, that's how it's not like a cliche. They're, they're not performing for the tourists. The the no. David Simon has got it. You know, he's he's really got it. And it's so nice to see that. I think that's quite a brave move and a difficult one and actually if you come at it expecting the wire then you're going to go ah come on there's not enough what's the point or the point the point is the
4: experience then yeah there's not quite the drama and the conflict that's in there there's not even that that good guys versus bad guys. I mean, similarly to to The Wire, you know, David Simon has created so much brilliantly complex character-driven drama where good people do bad things and and bad people do good things. And there are characters who you think, like you think all the developers moving into New Orleans are going to be evil, but they're not. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: And you think that everybody who's living there is going to be pure and righteous, but they're they're not. Um, Um,
1: um, uh, Have you watched much of it, Ben?
3: i've watched first two seasons and the only reason why i didn't watch the rest of it the last few episodes was because because uh, i had kids and so mm-hmm. i couldn't watch anything that didn't keep me constantly awake um and this is like this is this is jazz box set this is like <laughs> yeah. this is the great american drama and that's the thing mm-hmm. that um that's the thing that you. It, it's not a. It's not a Kimmy Schmidt. It's not a box set. It's not a <laughs> thing that you yeah. just whack on and binge and go. Oh, House of Cards or Oh, there's a, a, a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. Mm. This is yeah. a thing where. Like it's an experience and you've got to be maybe of a certain mindset or at a certain point in your life to just sit down and go, I want to experience it. It's like, it's like, it's 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 like like Mad Men. No, but it's it's even slower. It's got less plot than Mad Men. Yeah. This is like, this is the great American culture. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a Eugene O'Neill play. It's like, it's like, it's like Horace and Pete more than it is
4: like Mad Men. It's those those Scorsese blues documentaries. Yeah, those five hours
3: Scorsese (laughs) blues documentaries. It's like rich, like rich, like like heavy flavored whiskey. You know what I mean? Like you don't want it all the time. It's not like something you like. Go oh, fuck! Let's have all of it now. You just go. God, I've got a moment in my life where I want to read this, and and it's it's really rewarding. But it's very like. It, it's it, you've got to want it, you know. You
1: going it, no, to carry on, Jamie? No, probably
2: not. I mean, <laughs> 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 Ben and Adam I, I have think just Ben and Adam late... have just right.
1: gone down a sinkhole in front of us of metaphor yeah. and description, and you you met <laughs> well, that with no, I won't bother.
2: <laughs> but every everything you two have just said has totally put me off getting <laughs> like, <laughs> because in a lot of ways, like you said, you have to be at a certain point where you kind of I, I'm not I'm not looking. For an experiential, ex, you know, drama. Talk no, to you're not
3: now, Jamie, and that's the thing. Because Treme is not going to age, right? It's not right. going to age for a long, long time. And so you're, uh, and I've, you're about to, you know, you, you're 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 going to have kids, and you're not going to want to fucking deal with this for ages. And then at some point <laughs> yeah. in the future, you're going to go, well, you know, it' have gone to time. university. <laughs> I've got a really, I've got a really big. I've got a really big bottle of port there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna yeah, I never did I'm get just to gonna New watch.
4: Orleans.
2: Yeah, I never did get to New Orleans. That never happened for me.
0: I I'm feel gonna, like uh, I, did, I I've been survey. to New Orleans. This
2: feels like a break this feels like a breakdown box, X. This this feels like <laughs> one you watch when you've reached the end of your
3: no, your no, with no, 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 it's just when you've got a moment.
2: It's like when you've got a...
3: Is that where I a, am it, then? Because I don't really want to watch you. it. It'll find you and I think it's where Howell is. I think <laughs> it might be where Howell
1: is. I'm at is that the, point. I'm on the precipice and I want to go on holiday to New Orleans and that's why I'm going to put it on. Is it, yeah. I can't wait. I'm I honestly, I think
3: howell, I think you're going to watch it in a week. You're going to watch the whole thing in a week, and you by the end of it, you'll be like drinking rum and
4: smoking weed. There's a bit right at the end of Thirty Rock in like the penultimate episode. I don't, know Ben, if you've saw sort of season seven of it, where one of the main things in uh, in her life is that her DVR is at ninety eight percent, and she's just never in the mood to watch Treme. <laughs> 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 To that's get great. on with her life and become a proper adult yeah. is sit down and watch Tremay, and that's what she does with the day of her life. And she comes into the office and says, Tremay gets really good." And um, <laughs> that's, that, I mean, that's brilliant.
1: I like yeah. the fact that we've identified here for, for our regular listeners, we've identified something that you don't feel the pressure to have to watch. It's on the shelf. It's not gonna go. It's not gonna grow old. It's on the shelf. I like that. I also think we've got a friend called Roland, who is big shout out to Roland. Who is going into hospital next week and he's going to be on his arse for a number of weeks afterwards? And he has mentioned that he might have to get himself signed up to something like Netflix. Um, I now, I can't Treme and not watched Treme. Been... Well, yeah, Tre- Treme isn't on Netflix, but. If I think that's a good subject I know that we're all about recommendations and it's difficult to find a new subject around that but I think when you are on your arse due to illness or when you're recovering from something uh, that there is a specific type of box set that you need is this one of those because it sounds to me like it could be.
2: I don't think I, I don't think it sounds like it is. you don't it, yeah.
1: know you haven't watched it oh, I think well, this is perfect
2: for it. I think think it, it, there you, you go. I'm listening ass. to Ben
1: because he's for he's bloody watched it.
2: yeah, but when you're on your ass though yeah. and when you just want you, you need sort of uh, a vast amount of materials to fill your time you want it to be compelling. you want it to be to drive you forth to keep going if Tremor oh, – you right. I, I think with trimmer you're gonna come out of an episode and you're gonna go. Right, I need to just digest that, and I'll come back to it in an hour or two hours. No, you... no After two hours, you go. Actually, no. I'll just watch something. And you kind of keep putting it back. Okay. It feels like a show that you saying. keep putting back. There's
1: there's two types of post-op. There's bored, and there's miserable. Right? In the in the bored. No, sorry, not bored and miserable. There's there's bored and miserable, and then there is like. Uh, Kind of waking up and really uh really struggling on through when you're in the struggling on through bit, I think something that is very easy, very light chuck for example, is the perfect mm. choice um but when you're in the bored <laughs> phrase phase when you're out of that and you just have to remain on your ass for a while that's when your brain gets hungry and that's when you need something that's more experiential that's when you need your madmen and your and your treme surely.
3: Yeah, that's more of a
1: statement, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is more of a statement. But but there are those two things, aren't there? So in terms of the Chuck end of stuff, I remember when when I was going through a very rough part of life, we watched uh, Voyages of Discovery from Paul Rose on BBC4, and it was perfect. It was. Yeah, I'll tell you perfect. what, I
2: will give you that. There is something in that, because uh, I remember once when I was co- recovering from the flu, and uh, I watched Easy Rider, and that's a, to- a that's a yeah. that's a film that's all about just Immersive. experiencing, and uh, and th- it did help. It, it worked for me in that respect. So I can see that point of view. But I think it's you're like, a, be off-
3: like a like a twenty nine hour Easy Rider. Okay.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. Good. Then then we should get more recommendations for Roland, and we'll call it recommends for Roland. Uh, email us okay. studio at box set podcom Studio at box dot com. Okay. Good. Um. I think that's it. I mentioned something earlier and said we should do it next week. Transparent. Should we do transparent next? week Yes, definitely. Uh, okay, let's do transparent. I've not watched it. Okay, we well, got a week to watch right, it. Do we? We got a week right. to watch it. It's immense. I've watched episode one. And I won't give anything away. Uh, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah.
0: What
2: was that? we're thanking the audience <laughs> it's so, it's so how cheesy. would you end
1: it what's your ending and we'll call it a day
0: and we'll call it a and rat uh...